and welcome to this week's edition of the Sunday Call-In Show presented by UGASports.com. I'm your host, Paul Meharry. With me, as always, Ben Choppy Bachman, Jason Butts taking the night off, and we've got the wonderful Dane Young uh, with a bluey toy in his hand there. Looks oh, like you he... know now. Yeah, yeah I know, you're, yeah. You're yeah, doing yeah, dad I'm, life well, my friend. I'm doing. I'm, 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 I'm changing over, yes. So uh, we've got Ben here, uh, unfortunately, but we'll try to get through the show, guys. And, and oh, wow. Give you the best content we can. I know last week uh, I had a lot of you guys reach out to me uh, personally and say that you guys really enjoyed the show last week. And we want to say thank you. So uh, that was a fun show for us over on UJSports.com. I think I had one vote for my team. Jason had probably 75% of the other votes and then Ben caught a couple more. So I, I finished in last place. Ben got second and Jason got first. But Yeah, Paul, almost everyone I talked to said, man, that list is horrific. Mm. Well, you know what hurts you, Paul? Because I, I weighed in. I, I thought Jason probably had the best draft. Choppy, you had some stuff at the bottom I liked. I think when you picked Rodrigo in this thing, that hurts your case. Because, like, And this is not a shot at Rodrigo. He's fantastic. But, like, you, you can make arguments that, I don't know, uh, Jake Camarda, as he was one of the best punters of all. Like, if you're going down that road, you're starting to get into some of the other successful kickers like Pod Lesney and then maybe even some punters. I, I just think it's hard to win a game like that. So here's a, here's I don't disagree with you other than the parameter of the game made it where yours looked worse because yeah. you selected a kicker, similar to like picking Sebastian Janikowski in the first round of the NFL draft. Also, here's here's Nicole is not good either. Okay, so okay, much. listen, listen. Here's He's a return man glorified to Georgia. Here, before we get on to the topics for tonight, I do want to clarify. We had it going for five rounds, Dane. And I was making that graphic while we were going. The show was live. I don't want to say the graphic took away from me being able to really pick, but I also will not say that it didn't not hurt. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that the graphic stopped me from picking better players, but I had to do two things at once, Dane. You know how it is. Content production's hard. I get it. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, you you got to lean on the staples at that point, and yeah, you know, you, that's when you go into Kobe Dean or I did. Uh, I had Nakobe. I had Nakobe. Well, second and third rounds were solid. I did screw with everything else. Okay, well, let's move on, uh, guys. If you're oh. new to the show, uh, you probably don't know what we're talking about. Last week we had a draft of the best players during the Kirby Smart era, and uh, if you missed that, go check it out on wherever you get your podcasts from. It's on UJ Sports as well. This week, I wish you would have divided me because I would have totally just like torpedoed the game and just picked all. I'd pick Lad McConkey and Cass Jones, and well, see, like, it's just been all my dudes. See, you should have picked Lad over me, Cole. See, you should have. See, see you should have, Paul. Ben was thinking about picking Cade Maid's dad's finger uh, as one of his last. I, I was gonna, I was gonna throw like Bretton Cox. Yeah, or, or I was so. just gonna throw a name in there for fun, but I was like, no, I definitely we got away from that. Curious. Yeah, because that can that can get to some places you don't want to get to pretty quick. If right, you, right. Yeah. So we we kept <laughs> it clean there. We kept it clean, uh, guys. Much like the Braves uh, this Sunday, getting a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. We have a Grand Slam coming out on Netflix, and that's the Swamp Kings documentary. Uh, and that is going to be based around the 2006 to 2009 Florida Gators. Guys, I don't know about y'all. And I'd love to hear from you guys in the chat before we get started. If you're new, let us know where you're watching from. If you're old, let us know where you're watching from. If you want to join the show, the link is in the description. And as always, ask your questions. It helps the, uh, the show flow. So, Guys, I am looking forward to this. I loved watching the craziness of this team, and it just got even crazier as the years progressed. What other sh- team 
would you like to see get a documentary? Uh, the dog father already coming in saying going to be a killer documentary. Oh, knew that was coming. Knew that was coming, guys. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really good one. What what other teams would would you like to see? And I don't know if it's just teams, but eras. All right. I, I want to understand better how Joe Burrow was Jake Fromm and then he became the best, the quarterback little, of the best little, offense in the history of the game. A little Cajun. Uh, okay, I like that. Like, went down to Louisiana. Now, you, you want to just do a bio? Give me Edo. And just, I want to know everything about that man. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Um, have you ever looked at Todd Grantham's? And this is not Netflix worthy. This is, this is like, yeah, that's like maybe, that's maybe Amazon Prime. Like that's, I don't know if it's even that. It, it may just be like a YouTube channel that's just hanging out. <laughs> Maybe it's ours. Right. But have you ever gone and looked at like his stops and his career? Like Todd Grantham has one of the most like fascinating careers. He does. Andy Stowe says the Tennessee Damn, years that's under what I was going to say. I was actually going to say it. Lots Jeremy of McDonald's bags. But then again, like we're just following one guy at that point. It's more of a biography, which we, I would be fine with following Jerry Pruitt. I mean, I loved – when he first made his uh, first TV appearance on Two A Days, I know you guys watched that show back on MTV with uh, Pete and Repeat. Repeat was the son of Pete. Uh, he played defensive end, and uh, Jerry Pruitt was on that show, and that's where we learned that he didn't know what asparagus was. So, you know, starting from there to now, I'd love to see a Jerry Pruitt one. Brett Weimer says a Joe Brady documentary. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know I think there's enough content there. There's not there's not enough yet. What about you, Ben? You got you got any documentaries you'd love to see? Well, I think like the one they just did for like a person was Manti Teo because that was like great football, but then there was also a crazy story with it, which makes like the good documentary. Right. I think if you just want like a team, you need a team that's good or a team that was embroiled in controversy. Like obviously, you know, I'm a Ravens fan, so Ray Lewis and I'd replayed at Miami. Those mid to late nineties mm. and early two thousands Miami teams fun they were fun teams to watch and were flashy i would love a documentary on that because they had you know they had like jimmy johnson coaching them for a period of time with uh some players and then they have new coaches coming in it's just i think miami as a whole would have been fun just any era of miami i mean that kind of happened with the 30 for 30s right uh the u and the u part two so yeah they did that already yeah uh usc i didn't they do they did was a 30 for 30 on usc with uh, Leonard and, and Reggie Bush. Um, what about a Kirby? Would there be enough? Not right now. Kirby documentary. I mean, you could. Not, you there's could, not enough scandal, I don't think. You could pull an hour about Kirby, but you have to go into like the South Georgia hometown. But I'm assuming this Netflix doc, I mean, this is a documentary uh, series. I'm assuming this is probably going to be what, six to eight episodes? It's going to have a lot of. Lot of, I mean, there, there's well, a lot of stuff that went on with this program. Guys. It's a three. It's covering like Alabama. Career. Nick Saban got a football life, you know, on NFL Network. How they usually do like the retired mm-hmm. football players. Right. He's like, known for a college coach, and he got that on NFL Network, which I thought was unique. And this is before he even won half his titles at Alabama. So I'm like, if Kirby keeps it up, he'll get one of those. If he keeps it up at this pace, yeah. This this documentary is going to be fun to watch. Tim Tebow being, you know, the face of the program, obviously a uh, Christian spokesperson, if you will, almost. Then you had so much stuff go on. I mean, I can't even begin to name it all off. 
obviously Aaron Hernandez, the penalty twins. You had Riley Cooper. You had Brandon Spikes. You had Joe Hayden. You had uh, the other cornerback that got in trouble for domestic violence. Uh, I mean, there, there's just so much stuff that happened on that team. Ooh, Andy, this might be a good one. This might be a good one. What about Ole Miss with Hugh Freeze? Not okay. yet. Just like the Auburn stuff is going to be the Ooh, direction yeah. of his career. Because like to tell the full story of Freeze, it has to be the the high school you know rising, getting to Ole Miss, falling at Ole Miss, going to Liberty. Which man, there there is a documentary on Hulu that uh, incorporates some of the stuff at Liberty in the last few years. Oh, there is. Oh yeah. Well, not about football. Um, oh yeah. Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Like, yeah. About Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, well, I mean, also Hugh Freeze. They could have at least one episode of him just about him calling plays in a hospital bed. That would be. I'd watch that. I have two documentary ideas, and I, I think they're on different scales here. With Mike Leach's passing, I, I would just want to see everything about that guy. And, How he oh, tra- yeah, I mean, yeah. he transcended offense. And you can go into the Hal Mummy stuff, and there's just – like even just showing the coaching tree as you go mm-hmm. and having those people talk about him, I'd watch three hours of that. The other – and this is probably like an SEC Network one-hour special kind of thing – they announce it like the Thursday of media days just to give you something to look forward to. But the Jefferson pilot era of watching SEC football is just super nostalgic to me. So what did Jefferson pilot was Jefferson that? pilot. It turned into Raycom media. Uh, that was like, if you wanted to watch uh, Mississippi state play LSU at 11 o'clock local time, you did it on Jefferson pilot TV. And the funniest thing about it is that the broadcasters, they were all named Dave. It was Dave Neal and Dave Archer. There was another Dave in there. So get all the Daves together and reminisce on really cheap kind of shoddy broadcasting that is uh, super nostalgic for people really older than me, but especially like... I've never heard of it. Um, well, that's... We're, you're you're, I'm not that much older than you. Like, no, you're not. People in the chat, tell me about JP. No, apparently, yeah. People, Andy still remembers. Uh, Dogfather says JP Sports brought to you by Jimmy Rain and Yellowwood. Yellow fella, yeah. yes, sir. Uh, Lane, uh, Frank DeCarlo says, Have you brought the Lane train? Lane would be a good one, I think. Well, Lane, I think there's Lane a caveat like their careers have to be over or something like that because Lane Kiffin, there's gonna be a lot more with him just at Ole Miss. And I bet you Ole Miss is not his last stop. Oh, no, no, but not I'm, saying, I'm saying. Once it gets to the end of his career, I think Lane would be a, a fun one to go back and, and watch. But I don't think you'll, I don't, I can't think of a team like the Florida Gators that had so many different things going on with it. Uh, you brought up the, the Miami Hurricanes back in the Ray Lewis era, but they already had a, a documentary on them. I can't think of another team that has this much controversy that surrounded them. So, I mean, you put Urban Meyer and Aaron Hernandez together. That gives you like 50 episodes to work with, honestly. If like everything real probably came out about what happened with those two. Oh, I'm sure but- it is. It's a it's a Netflix documentary. They they don't hold back, Ben. They're they're not holding back on that. So we'll I'm sure we'll hear some more about what happened uh with all of that. Next topic, guys. That was fun. Switched over to eight games. The Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs and the rest of the SEC in the 2024 season. And guys, I don't think. You can prove me wrong here. I don't think this is good for Georgia. Do you want me to tell you why? No, let's just stop the show right here. (laughs) 
I don't think it's good for Georgia in that the SEC East is down right now. And what I mean by that is you've got Missouri, Vanderbilt, South Carolina is not that great. Tennessee, decent. Florida's kind of down right now compared to, you know, obviously what we were just talking about, 2006 to 2009. Can I object to your general premise? No, let me finish, and then you can. Georgia now has to play an eight-game schedule where they don't have the SEC East as their main SEC games. They're going to have to play more SEC West games in 2024, and I'm assuming – once uh, everything happens, 2025 as well, if they probably go to a nine-game schedule. The East is down, guys, and that helps Georgia. Now, 2024 rolls around. Who knows what that is going to look like, and I think that could potentially – I mean, it doesn't help Georgia, I don't think. You're you're going up against SEC competition regardless, but now you're having to face, you know, old Miss and Lane's offense or – you know, LSU potentially, stuff like that. So, yeah, go ahead, Dane. I don't think it helps. The East is down compared to what? Because I would argue that, that the SEC East, compared to the SEC East of like 2015, when Missouri won the league in back-to-back years, I'd say the SEC is a tougher league right now. Yeah, but it's, not, it's not tougher than the West, though. That's what I'm getting at. They're having, they're taking away all. It's closer than you think. It's way closer than you think. No way. Okay, you're not saying because there's Alabama and there's LSU. I think Tennessee's rising. Okay, South Carolina. Okay, who who do you think is the third best team in the East? I was going to ask the same question. Third best team in the East. I think it's between two teams that you're going to say. Right now, it's it's Kentucky. All right, you're going Kentucky. Who's the third best team in the West, in your opinion? Hmm. They say AM. Yeah. All right. Do you think Kentucky can beat AM? Can yeah. they? Sure. They can. Of course. That's why. The only reason is because people give the notch to LSU and Alabama over Tennessee, who both lost to Tennessee last year. That proves me and Dane's point. Yeah, it's proof. It's howdy, Miss Mary. And if Florida gets well. back, it's a lot. If Florida can get back and you have <laughs> Tennessee back, South Carolina's respectable. Kentucky's always a tough out and eight win team in the SEC. It's closer than you think. Because you're saying the SEC East is down. What you're really saying is Florida is down. Because Tennessee's better than Tennessee has been. Kentucky's better than it has been in, if you look over the last Historically. eight years specifically. This past season, Kentucky wasn't quite as good as it was the two or three years before. But South Carolina, I have no idea with South Carolina. Like They're one of those teams other than three teams in the SEC, I think they can compete with anyone in the league. But I, I I guess I look at it that I think Mississippi State is taking a step back. I think Arkansas is in a year that if Sam Pittman doesn't get something together, he's probably gone from over there. Um, like, you look at the bottom of the West, and I don't see a whole lot to be feared, um, especially if Auburn is down once again. And who knows with a new coach. But yeah. I, I, I think what you're saying is Florida is down and Vandy is Vandy. And that makes the East weaker. And and you have Missouri too, so yeah. you know. It, I don't know. I think it. I think it hurts Georgia in the long run. But Kirby it seems to be one of the guys that wanted the nine game conference uh, schedule. From everything that you know came out, it looked like he was one of the guys that voted yes to that. And obviously, you have to get a I think unanimous decision for that to happen. And it wasn't the case. With that being said. Now that 2024, the whole schedule is kind of up in the air, if you will, where would you like to see 
the Georgia Bulldogs play in 2024, a road game, if you will. Well, Paul, I do want to also, you, you talk about eight, nine game by default with Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference, the divisions are going to be changed. Well, I, well, they already said divisions are done, right? They're yeah, they're done. Them. But even if they kept divisions, I think Alabama and Auburn would probably join the East and they would put Texas and Oklahoma in the West. So you would have to play Alabama and then Auburn would be an East team. And then if you had a cross division, it would be a new cross division. By default, you're div- with Texas and Oklahoma, no matter what format they did, it's going to be harder because they're yeah. not just – because they have to balance the divisions. So I, I think that – regardless them, them joining the conference changed. If they didn't, they would probably stick with the same thing over and over again. Obviously we know it's them. So there's really no way that they could have made it easier or the same for Georgia. There really is no way. You know how teams fly flags and hang banners from when they won the division. Like, do you think they'll just take all those down? <laughs> like, like what Texas and Oklahoma? No, I'm just saying, like SEC East and SEC West. Like, Especially in Georgia's facility, they have a wall that took. Well, there's not going to be East and West champions anymore. So no, I think you, I think you hold on to those for for history purposes. I think you hold on to those. Yeah, but eventually they end up in a closet, right? Yeah, eventually like ten years will, down but, the road. But ten years, yeah, like you said, ten years down the road when nobody cares about it, sure. But as yeah. of right now, you leave it up. Yeah, you still, you know, as you see, East was still a thing. Uh, but it kind of goes back to Ben's point and and your point, Dane. With this all kind of merging and, and everything going down, is there a school that you would love to go cover the dogs at in an away game? And and you can't – look, you can take the easy cop-out answers, guys, of Texas or Oklahoma because they're the new schools. You can do that, and I won't get mad. I'll get a little upset. But is there a sc- – and you know what? If you want to pick them, fine. Just give me a good reason why. A&M. I like that. Why? You, they've never been there, I'll be honest with you. Kyle Field's a top five environment in college football, arguably. It just is. I think the yell people who do that, I think that's weird and corny as hell. I cannot stand that. It's just weird to me. But they're one of the loudest stadiums. And also Georgia, I don't think Georgia's ever played in College Station. I could be wrong. Maybe they played there one time before. But since they've been in the SEC, they haven't. So that I think would that be, would be That would be an there. incredible game under the lights. A piece of me was wishing that, like, when Texas came to the SEC, that Texas A&M would be offended and, like, go to the Big Ten or something. <laughs> Only because then that means that Georgia would have never played at Texas A&M while have, having been in the same conference for a decade. Like, that would just be funny to me. A&M's been in SEC for a decade now? It was 2014, right? Wow. At least 2014. The Dogfather says, look, man, you can't trust teams with no cheerleaders. Oh, they have cheerleaders. They're just cadets <laughs> are a gimmicky cult, says Jay. So. so my answer to this question is Texas, and it has nothing to do with the football game. Austin, Texas is one of the coolest places on the face of the earth. It's one of America's greatest cities. It's great food. It's a tech scene now. There's the music hub there. And all of a sudden, like stand-up comedy happens in Austin, Texas. Like it has a little bit of everything. And if you are designing your dream SEC road schedule, you want to play at Texas. You want to go play at Vandy. So it can be like, oh, what is my favorite team to like playing in a high school that's outside of Nashville? Uh, but it's kind of inside of Nashville. That's kind of fun to see. What, what other two cities do you want to make sure you get to in the SEC? I don't care. Hamilton Keener says I'm the GOAT, so that's all that matters, really. I appreciate that. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, Texas A&M is, is probably the 
the best choice. Ben, you, you were able to snag that with your first pick. I don't know, like, would Oklahoma – I don't know if Oklahoma would be fun. They just kind of seem boring now with Venables there. Maybe if Lincoln Riley was still there. Oh, Coach Donovan's going to text you with, with Vile. Yeah. For, for trashing his <laughs> no national championship there. I mean, yeah, but no, I mean, it's he, he probably would say the same thing. It's They're not as fun to watch as they were when Lincoln Riley was there. And that's just that's just me. Um, Texas, Texas would be fun, but I would like to wait for the Texas trip until Arch is the quarterback, because Ooh. Georgia and Arch kind of had you know had that thing. They had that talking, if you will, between each other, and it never really turned into a relationship. I think uh, it would be fun to go watch Georgia play Texas when with Arch out there. Texas A&M, if you go look at Texas A&M's coaching staff, we went over this uh, on a show one time. It is a who's who of mm, – they got they got some guys that, you know, been through a rough past and uh, are now on the college staff at Texas A&M. So this That's a fun game. game that y'all need to play in like July or something of just we're going to share the screen of all the staffs from every SEC team and just look for funny names. I'm like, how, how did they get there? Yeah, well, that's that. That is exactly. If you pull up Texas A&M's, oh, uh, Texas A&M's joke. Right, I'll do it right now. Yeah, <laughs> Jimbo, DJ Durkin, Rand was a head coach and a player died. Yeah, you got Petrino. I mean, yeah. there's Steve a couple Ad- others on there too. I'm Steve just saying, Adazio. yeah, Adazio's there. Damian Craig is there. Oh, Petrino's there. Already forgot that. Yeah. I'm so happy about so, it. So, so going back to the documentary Only- thing. I would, I've already said this once or twice. I would love, 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 love to watch a hard knocks college football version of Texas A&M this year with all the blue chip guys that they got, all the transfers that left, uh, the kids speeding in cars through a parking lot, uh, and also just the coaching staff following those guys. I mean, James Coley is one of the more normal ones on that coaching staff, and uh. That's, you know, that's saying something there. Harry agrees with me. Norman has no real vibe as a college town to me. Uh, Dane Young decided to go away. Let's see. Uh, I didn't want my kid to be on here, and that's oh, what you were going to get if I didn't go mute. Fair enough. Uh, Jason is visiting the 405 Oklahoma to see some street outlaws would be okay. Is that that show on Discovery? They still do that? Uh, I don't know. Tam, you has the Dirty Dozen coaching staff. Yeah. Oh, he, uh, Andy. Dogfather wants to know if Mike Baxter is going to be the coach. I don't think he is. Sadly, I, I don't think he is. Uh, Andy Sosa's under the lights at LSU is good stuff. Scary but good. That would be a fun one. That would be a fun one to go go cover. If I had to pick one other than you guys, I would pick I would pick LSU. So, uh, Eddie from Ackworth. Eddie, what's going on, my man? How are you guys tonight? Long time no see, brother. How you been? Y'all doing well? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing all right. What's yeah, going Andy, on? Andy Stowe took the words out of my mouth. Death Valley at night. That's That would be unbelievable. Yeah. Do you know who the director of player development is at Arkansas? Um, uh, Wait, where's no. Nick Williams? Is he at Colorado? I think so. Yeah. Danny Verdun-Wheeler. Who? Danny Verdun-Wheeler. Come again? He played at Georgia. Oh, I don't know. 
Eddie, what's what's going through your mind as you sit on that back porch there, just chilling? You probably went and lifted four hundred and fifty pounds today, squatted <laughs> six fifty. You know what, what's going on? Not quite that, but I, I did almost jump through the roof when Eddie Rosario hit that grand slam. That yeah, was, that was a heck of a shot. Uh, yeah. oh, that was man. a heck of a shot. Ben, did you see that? Ben, did you see that, or you were watching different team today, or you didn't you didn't get a chance to, to see that? Wait, I didn't get. To see, are you talking to me or Dane? I said Ben. I said Ben. Oh yeah. no, no, I did not. Oh man, good baseball being played today. Yeah, watch. and you, and you missed the, you missed play the Dodgers kid. right now. You, you missed a literal kid pitching uh, two point one innings. Twenty years old made his yeah. debut and pitched yeah. his butt off. It was yeah. amazing. So, but uh, I know that's not the point of this show. I just want to. I mean, a twenty-year-old kid's also the best men's tennis player in the world. So it's well, who yeah. is that? Carlos Alcaraz, freaking phenomenal. You're throwing stuff at me tonight, Dane. That I just don't know, brother. Man, I watch a lot of tennis. I love I it. It's my favorite sport. It's just, you know, you can't make favorite, it. Really funny favorite yeah. sports, tennis? Yeah. But you, and you watch tennis, huh? Yeah. I, I watched a lot of tennis this morning. Hey, I'm with Dane. I played three hours of tennis yesterday. It's a great There you sport. go. The stuff that Carlos Alcaraz is doing is, is insane. If his body holds up, he'll be right there in the top five ever with Federer and Nadal and Djokovic. I'll shut up now. Goodbye. Hmm. Oh, well, um, Andy, Andy, I like the comment. I like the comment. Rabdog is saying, you're trolling me. talking tennis? Favorite sport <laughs> is tennis? It really is. What can I, I tell mean, you? Dude, it gets you in shape. Yeah. Well, I did, did want to say, I did log on to talk about uh, football, so I'll get to that, Paul, if you'll let me. Yes, uh, absolutely. Please. I did want to talk a little bit about this week's um, kind of loser mentality, I thought, with the eight games versus nine. I was absolutely floored by <clears throat> some of the coaches and their comments, uh, one of which was Sam Pittman, which was kind of disappointing, talking about uh, how they'd rather go to bowl games than play nine games. I know that's not exactly what he said, but that's kind of what he insinuated. And you got other coaches talking about their jobs, which I kind of get. But, I mean, come on. And th- this whole thing is ridiculous. Just go to nine games. And I have a solution for all these stupid games like the UT Martin and the Ball States, which I know drive us crazy as fans. You know, when I go to a football game in Athens, there's nothing better than going to Athens. But when you go to a game like a Ball State, you just don't you don't feel that in the atmosphere. You know, it, it, I love going to Athens. I know y'all do too, but it's just not the same. Y'all get that. Oh, yeah. So if I was the SEC, you know, if I was in charge of football for the SEC, I would say, here's the rule, guys. If you guys want to play one of those teams, help the program out, give them their millions of dollars, you play that opening weekend. And that can be week zero, week one, whatever. That's it. You play that one game, opening weekend, and then we're done with it. And you move on. And that's kind of like the scrimmage, almost the preseason that the NFL has. You play that one game, and then the rest of them actually matter. I don't know why they can't come to some agreement and do that. I interrupt to let you know that Zach Mettenberger is an analyst at Alabama. <laughs> um, yeah, Eddie, Eddie about a Georgia legend. Eddie, you made a fin- Zach phenomenal point there, and, and Dane just took it to left field. I agree. I agree. I'm looking at this schedule for next next year. Well, this year, you so man, this is so bad. UT Martin, they and and they said they announced this as a night game. Uh, which I guess it will be when it finishes. I mean, that, that's insulting. I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it, they announced it as a that's night a, game. That's basically a pat on the head for Georgia. Hey, you got a night game. Yeah. I mean, it, come on. It, and it's a six o'clock kick. 
September 2nd. Cash Jones is going to be so hyped. Dude, that it's going to be a fourth quarter. It, talk about Cash Jones. It's going to be hot as heck yep. for uh, that that tailgate prior to and then getting into the stadium. So uh, make sure you got your water on you. But that's on, again, this is, this is what gets me, Eddie. You want to start talking grinding gears, brother? You got to get the SEC Network Plus. So you got to pay the $9.99 to watch to UT Martin. And it's the first game of the year. Do you know how many people on the dog vent and on Twitter are going to be like, how do I watch this game? George is not on TV. Oh, my gosh. These are the national champions. How do they get this? Well, you have to do one game a year now, according to SEC Network, where it's the SEC Network Plus. So every fan base has to pay that $9.99. Everybody cancels it right after the Hell, I canceled it this past season. I canceled it in the second quarter uh, of the Georgia game because I'm not, I don't need SEC Network Plus. But that I think you only need to buy ESPN Plus. No, brother. No. That's, what I, that's what I did last year. And no. It no. Uh, oh, Phil know. says, listen to it on the radio. I wish I could, Phil, but I have to like watch it with my eyes because I do a three-hour show after the game. I can't really just listen to Scott Howard and then try to make my own show. That would be kind of crazy, actually. That would be like a dare almost, Dane. You have to listen to Scott Howard and Eric Zier broadcast the game, and you have to listen to it from a radio then you have to come on to the POS and host the POS. Be tough. We should get one of our people to do that this year. <laughs> that would be tough. Eddie, Eddie, first game of the year, Eddie. I need you to not watch the game and only listen to the radio and then come on and discuss the whole game with me and, uh, and what happened. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that's my gripe. And then you have Ball State, which they announced as a noon kickoff. Ugh. Uh you're right, Miss Mary. Twitter is going to be spicy over that, especially first game of the year. It's going to be insane. Get they used to the South digital Carolina stuff. Carolina CBS three thirty. Yeah. South yes. Carolina is CBS three thirty. Do you then think you have UAB at home? Wait, so Paul, I have a question. Do you think they made the right choice choosing that over Tennessee, Florida? Because personally, what, Tennessee, Florida is in Florida, right? I have no idea. Sure, I think it's in Florida because last year it was in Tennessee. I think that yeah. might be a bigger game than Georgia South Carolina. It would probably like, be a night game, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah it will. Good. But CBS had the first pick, is what I'm I'm saying. So uh, I think CBS messed up because I think that game to be a more competitive game than Georgia at home against South Carolina. Just my opinion. This is also I, this will be the third game at home for Georgia, but this will also be the first, I guess you could say, game for Georgia, if you will. Uh, and being South Carolina coming off of two back-to-back, you know, national titles. I think, I think that's a decent pick for CBS. They have a lot to talk about during that game, if you will. But like Eddie was saying, also real quick, Dane, when did they start announcing schedules like week three out in advance for times? Did they, is this the first time this year? I mean, do you see how people get jacked up for NFL schedule releases? Like eventually that's going to trickle down to, to mm-hmm. college football because you just want to capture as much attention as you can. Like they yeah. should have a full on schedule release every July or something and, and keep it hidden until then. Do you remember this, Eddie? Do you remember week three already having no. the time set for it? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. That's a great point. I, I don't remember this, but Dane's right. I mean, whatever they can do to capture more attention, they're going to do it. Absolutely. So how far did CBS go down? Did they just schedule their first game? Or did they go like week four, week five? Do we know? I think that's what it was, is that they scheduled their first and then since all the other is ESPN anyway, that ESPN can go ahead and like ESPN's not sharing with anyone. They're just the, sticking yeah. with their own assets of where it goes. True. 
Because the first week was always like ABC would announce in the summer, like in the early part of the summer. Like by now they would announce week one for the ABC games, like Georgia Clemson, last year was Ohio State, Notre Dame. I think like they announced those really early. But I think now I guess all the networks wanted to have their first crop of games. I don't think CBS gets like any non-conference games. Well, and like during the season, it's usually like a three-week heads up on when the, you know, in in three weeks when that kickoff time is. Other – than if they do the what flex window where they, they can wait and you see gotta love the flex you gotta yeah. love the flex yeah you know where you're sitting there and you're like man we're gonna get a 330 kick or we're gonna get we're gonna get the seven or we're gonna get the the noon what are we gonna get you know and like back in college the flex sucked because you're sitting there like trying to make plans and then they're like yeah flex it out so you know, what what time we what time are we tailgating I don't know we'll find out also, hey, so I have a question. The doing away the divisions is that is that a one year deal? And is there a possibility they could go back to divisions the next year, or is it done? They're, they're done. I think they're done. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but it, but it is it's only a one year deal right now, right? Right now, yeah, right now it's only a one year. Okay. And I I think they, I don't want to assume, but I feel like they had to do that, right? They had to do the one. They had to do something. Um, it's a one-year deal right now, Rab Dog. He's saying no, it's permanent. No, it's a one-year deal right now for eight-game schedule. They'll re they'll relook at that do, next year. Do you and, think you know, this this affects like the Big Ten, for example? They're going to change their divisions because last year we would have had another Michigan Ohio State if there were no divisions in in that championship. I, I, mean, I think eventually oh, it yeah. all goes to that way. Yeah, yeah I, they, I think so too. If they yeah. were smart, yeah, they do that. The yeah, other side is, of the Big Ten was that the Big Ten West is horrific. That's horrific. Right. Dude, that's that that's right. such a joke, that entire side of that conference. But also I did want to bring this up, Paul. I think the nine game schedule, not just for the fans and for the entertainment, but with the new playoff, there's I mean, there's now is more margin for error. So you could sure. lose an extra game now. So I don't I think going to nine games isn't as risky. In a 14 playoff setting, I think more people would be more like, okay, we're not going to nine. Because suppose we have that team one year. And we lose two games. Well, now you could lose two games that you could get in. So I, I think the nine game schedule, I don't see why they don't do it. Because even if, let's say Georgia loses two games, they're still in the playoff. If right. you get hot in the playoff, you win the whole thing. So that's why I think the expanded playoff is one of the reasons why I think the nine games works. I think because I think it works for everyone. And it just makes more quality games. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, let me say this COVID sucked, except for one thing we got an all SEC <laughs> schedule during COVID. I mean, yeah. did they not learn anything? That was freaking awesome. Even I know the, the fans weren't there and all that. You know, COVID sucked. I get it. But that was incredible. Did they not learn that, okay, let's carry this forward? All SEC or nine, like you said, Ben, let's do this thing. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And you're right, Ben. The coaches that are kind of borderline, they can still get in the play. There's, like you said, more room for error now going forward with that 12-game playoff. Yeah, Andy Stowe mm-hmm. says uh, it almost has to go to nine when Texas and Oklahoma come into the league, right? That's more of a Dane question there. Does it have to go to nine? It doesn't have to, but th- they will go to nine. That's, I mean, Jim Donnan told us that on Tuesday that he's very confident this is a short-term solution with eight. It will get to nine. There's nothing that mandates that. There's nothing that mandates if the SEC wanted to, they could scale back to seven. But like, they're not going to do that. Like, what's happening is ESPN wants more games that they're able to point to advertisers and say people are interested in this. That happens in the SEC more than any other conference. 
And if anything, the SEC can say, well, there's an extra game each week than what you paid for in your contract. So maybe let's renegotiate. Yeah, that's going to be the big. That's what this all I, I feel like centers around is the negotiations for, you know, TV revenue. If they can, if the SEC can get what they want, they'll go to the SEC would go to 11 games if the ESPN was like, look, here's, you know, X amount of dollars for each of your schools. Play 11 games. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you're playing 11 games against each other. Uh, schedule your first cupcake for week one, and then it's it's pure hell for the next uh, 11 weeks. You know, but I think nine. Nine is uh, probably where they end up for sure. Here's the thing, though, is I was talking to a couple of buddies about this. They're going to be, even with this eight-game schedule now, because you don't have the conferences, because you could pretty much, you know, with the, the two SEC West schools, you can figure out Georgia's schedule fairly easy. Uh, excuse me. Now there's going to be a team that gets a cakewalk schedule with this eight, eight game SEC. And there's going to be a team that gets absolutely hammered. I'm talking, you know, probably poor Arkansas is going to end up with LSU, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, a uh, and Kentucky, and they're—I mean—they're going to go zero and eight. But then you're going to have another team, and it's probably going to be Georgia or Alabama because that just seems to be the way that it falls. And it's going to be like, well, Georgia or Alabama paid the SEC to get this cupcake schedule. I don't know. Yeah, but all that's cyclical. I mean, Auburn—what have we won? Fourteen out of the last fifteen against Auburn. I, my numbers may be off a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, it's all cyclical. I mean, LSU could suck next year. Who you knows? You know a bunch of a flex that that is. He said 14 out of 15, and the numbers may be off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, isn't it, Dane? Especially in Sanford Stadium. My God. I mean, Auburn yeah. can't score points in Athens, much right. less compete in games. It makes you wonder how much longer some of the coaches at Auburn would have hung around if Georgia wasn't on the schedule. Because yeah. those Auburn teams in the last 10 years compete with Alabama almost as good as anyone else. Yes, they do. Yeah. But do you not agree? Somebody's going to get absolutely hammered with this eight-game schedule? Yeah, but teams get hammered there all the time. Arkansas, prior to Sam Pittman, who's that coach they had? Chad Morris? They were an abomination. They didn't yeah. deserve to be a football team. And they, they had to play they in the West all those years. <laughs> it didn't. It, did you see some of the some of the teams that that guy tried out there? I'm like, Arkansas used to be at least decent. I mean, there were some kids that you just find through the grapevines there. And but see, that's why we they need promotion and relegation because Arkansas may have never come back. <laughs> that would be that would be fun. Would you be okay with that, Eddie? After seeing, yeah, I love uh, that. In fact, I think it's Brand. Who was it that proposed that? Was that you, Dane Young, that proposed? Oh, I've proposed it for years. It'd be amazing. I love that. I mean, if anything, if you're watching this, go watch Ted Lasso, and you'll learn about soccer and relegation. That's the greatest way to learn about it. And I've become a huge fan of the Premier League. I love this relegation stuff. I think it works perfectly for what you're talking about. Because here's the. I love that idea. the beauty of it is that the day of the SEC championship, let's say it happens at 4 o'clock, right? Or if you want to put it to 8, whatever. At 11 a.m. local time in Shreveport, there's the relegation game in the SEC. That's right. <laughs> We're sending Vanderbilt and Mississippi State over to Shreveport, and they have to determine which one's going to be in the Sun Belt next season. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. You would watch that, like, 
You, you would almost be more interested in that than like which team won the SEC because both teams will be in the playoff anyway. Yeah, one hundred fifty percent. Yeah, and then the the fun part too, Dane, is you have that game, but then is there also a game? I don't know soccer, so you have to correct me. Is there also a game to get bumped up as well? Yeah, yeah. So oh, the, absolutely. The, 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 yeah. What would happen? They would go down. The champion of the Sun Belt would then come up. So Appalachian State would be in the SEC forevermore because you know they would never be the worst team in the league. And then we all get to go to Boone. Heck yeah. Get all those Texas people, all those Texas private jets flying into Boone, North Carolina. <laughs> Let's make that happen. You know they beat a and I'm, you know, okay. So obviously why would that not happen, Dane? Um, I guess revenue sharing. Like no. would teams yeah. in the SEC agree? Because like you do lose a significant amount of money if you go down. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You also gain a lot of money if you come up. So maybe they could come up with some sharing system um, to, to make it worthwhile to do. Because then you'd also have like, you'd have to separate it from the other sports because Georgia theoretically would have some teams that would get relegated. And uh, like that would Tom, be, yeah, Tom that Green would, would have gotten relegated. Yeah. That oh, would, that, Georgia basketball. Would, you, would you go so far as to award points? Like if, you know, Obviously, you get points in soccer if you tie. Ooh. You get one point, which is silly, right? You get yeah. a point for like covering the spread, you know, or whatever. I don't. Well, know. That gives Vegas too like much that. power. It can't be doing it that. But way. I was I mean, thinking, I was thinking this: if you're going to do the whole athletic department, you could give points for how you in it finished in each sport individually. Oh. So then, like, yeah, Mandy, but then Mandy could still have a chance at staying around because they're good at baseball. You nah, know, like the, the the you have to have it to where you're. Uh, inferiority in football is what gets you relegated in football and then yeah. if you're awesome in baseball you stay there okay i'm, I'm just saying because tom green would uh, tom cream would have had georgia just buried in the mud like i don't know where georgia basketball would be with, with, with him and then scott strickland i don't know where i mean now, I that if this were to ever happen i don't know that it will because of money although media companies would make more money from this scenario because all of a sudden then you care about the Sun Belt championship is right. the team's coming up to the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. it probably gives a little bit of extra confidence. Like I, I said earlier, if Arkansas is not great this year, it's going to fire Sam Pittman. They wouldn't do that in promotion relegation because if you fire and you get a Chad right. Morris, then you're gone. So you probably right. – like Sam Pittman wouldn't – Arkansas is not going to be the worst or the one of the two worst teams in the league. <laughs> the dog father says uh, the ACC could have an escape the grant of rights game. <laughs> 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 i like that i like that a lot but see um, the beauty of it like there's a team that just got uh promoted to the premier league in soccer that they were like two leagues down so you could have a four league structure here to where like theoretically in four years valdosta state could be in the sec right like, would it ever happen no but, but it'd be amazing paul i do have a quick question you just brought up the ACC thing. What are they called? Isn't there like a group of like seven schools that they're called like the Sinister Seven or some or some crap that has like NC State and Clemson? They all want to get out. I am googling Sinister Seven. I'm, I, I, I didn't be very. Be they, very they have like uh, a name of like there's seven schools. I'm like NC State. NC State can't get in the SEC or Big Ten. They're NC State. It's a super villain team in Spider Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <that, laughs> Oh, that makes perfect sense that you would say that, Ben. Probably been watching some Spider-Man. Eddie, uh, what do you think about this Swamp Kings Netflix documentary? You going to watch it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you I will. Know. Yeah, you will. 
we'll big see. Urban Meyer guy. I've <laughs> uh, never seen think. another Netflix viewer that's going to be more passionate about this. Does anyone know what I'm doing? It's the Tim Tebow speech. The Tim Tebow, yeah. The Tim Tebow. Was it an Ole Miss loss, I think? I can't wait to yeah, see him just kick was. a kicker right in the face. Just first part of the documentary, just see a kicker just get booted. You know, the, the hardest part to me is going to be reconciling with the fact that there is a documentary that is going to include murder in it. And in my opinion, I'm not sure he's the most unlikable person in the documentary. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out what that says about me and how much I dislike Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you're going there. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a... Urban oh. Meyer almost ruined Trevor Lawrence. Like, do you know how bad you have to be? To, to ruin that like that's the golden child of football uh andy stowe says uh, the magnificent seven magnificent seven all right let's go with that one is that what they're called that's uh, i trust andy i don't know jeff fulford says uh relegation comes into play when we migrate to four major conferences you might get your wish there eddie yeah you might when it goes to those four conferences because other teams are going to want to get into it, and there's got to be some way for those teams to get into it besides other school presidents just saying, hey, you know, we'll let you in. Uh, so, yeah, that would – man, that would be so much fun The Magnificent watch. Seven is a 1960 American Western film with the town of Rose Creek under deadly control of industrial – Oh, no, the, this is a real thing. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech are the Magnificent – yeah, the Magnificent Seven ACC schools. That's what they're called. Okay. They're a group trying to get out. And some so of these schools, I'm like, there's no way they'd get into the SEC or Big Ten. So you didn't want me to keep reading the plot of this movie. I got you. <laughs> I, I think we can pass. Hey, hey I, I appreciate y'all letting me on, but I'm going to end with this because i got to go watch a show with my boys and my, my wife. But um, um, what's up? All after this year will never be the same. This is the last year of semi-normalcy for college football, right? And, and I think Kirby is now motivated by that to win three in a row because after this, it's a total crapshoot. So win that third one in a row, be the greatest team of all time, and then let it happen because it's going to be a, a mess is a wrong word, but it's going to be totally different starting the year after next. Oh, I like it, Eddie. That's a way to go out, bud. What Thank a way you, boys. Leave us some yeah. sunshine. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah. That's, wow. Kind of made me think a little bit there. He, I think he might be right. I mean, was he saying that this could be the beginning of the end for Kirby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's shaking his head no. He's still in the studio. Uh, wait. <laughs> He's shaking his head. No, it's not what he meant. Uh, no, I, I knew what he meant. And like, yeah. it's it's transfer portal. It's nil. It's all these yeah. things. It's additional playoff teams. But look, it's changing because there's money that people can make, and the money comes from more interesting games. It's the same reason the NFL started playing in Europe. It's the same reason the NFL started playing horrendous Thursday night games that no one wants to be a part of. They still generate a ton of money. There's a reason Amazon Prime paid big bucks for those Thursday night games, too. When you look at MLB regular season games and NBA regular season games, they all covet what football has in the regular season. Every single Mm -hmm. one of them. Andy Stowe. Uh Uh-oh. Andy Stowe. What's up, man? Your mic is muted. Andy, you're on live with us. Your mic's muted. Hey, hey, guys. What's up? Um, well, before um, before Eddie got on, I was thinking you're talking about what um, what 
team you would want to go play in what stadium. What about non-SEC? Where would you want to go non-SEC games? I base this all on cities, and I've heard Madison, Wisconsin is one of the great college towns. So I would I would love to see. I've heard to that there. too, but it's Madison, Wisconsin. It just feels weird, but I've I've heard that too. I've heard it's great. I, I have a friend that went. So. There's an obvious pick. I hate them to death, but Penn State. Penn State. Ah, I don't want to go to Pennsylvania. No thanks. I don't know. I, I kind of want to go to Oregon just so I can see Nike's headquarters. So that's yeah. where, that was my pick too. Yeah. That, and and also the uh, Michigan. I, I think I think it'd be cool to go, Ooh, to Michigan, go play at, at the big house. Yeah, Michigan, and and go play at Ohio State. I guess. Yeah. Uh, although there's so many Ohio State They're fans. playing there in 2030. Yeah. Yeah, I doubt it. I seriously <laughs> doubt it. I doubt that game. You think they're just going to pull that game? Uh, just like they pulled Oklahoma. Well, they pulled Oklahoma because they were joining the conference and it was a home and home. Trust me. Big trust. Big there, fact. There's a difference. So where do you think Ohio State's going to be like, we don't want to play Georgia. Georgia's like Ohio State. If they go to, them out, no, you're yeah. not going to do that. I mean, the answer is Hawaii, right? Like that's that's where we want Georgia to go. Like yeah, if I, yeah. Out there. But that that wouldn't be too much of a game though. It'd just be more the atmosphere, yeah. See yeah. if like if I'm Kirby and like if whatever year it is that he knows this is last year, I'm getting that game scheduled. Be like, yeah, we're gonna head yeah, out Hawaii. there, pack it, spend all y'all's money. But I'll, I'll be in Hawaii for a little. I tell you a place. I'm Van- Vandy just about. did it. Vandy went out there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to take a full team of teenagers uh, and, and young adults out to Hawaii as my last year coaching. I'd just rather go out there with my family. And, and Curry's like, job, except just to get to the field. Yeah, true. You're right. He's got he's got 50 guys to he's take care of those guys. Now, a place I think is cool is Corvallis. I would not want to go there on a Thursday night, but I think Corvallis, like, it just seems, I don't know, there's something Ooh. cool about Corvallis. Like, Come on, that, Places you don't right? want to go on a Thursday night, I could play that game. Yeah. Corvallis is where I don't want to go. So. Boone. You'd never want to go to Boone. This period. Good point. Uh, Virginia Tech on a Thursday night. Oh, for sure. Now, that would be awesome, but they had to be scary, though. Yeah. So. You don't want to go to Virginia Tech on a Thursday. Well, UCF? is Mike Vick coming back or not? Like, is, is there, if there's yeah. not a Vick, so. Yeah, that, they, but they, they, they do stuff up there on Thursday nights. They do. You don't want to play Pitt the first game of the season. No, that's play a good one. That's play a, a month in and it's fine, but you don't, you don't want them on that first game. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. On a Thursday night? UCF. Well, and Florida's play. playing Utah at Utah this year on Thursday night. That's open. Don't want that. Don't want that. Well, Florida's going to get smoked, I think. But Yeah, I don't want that. No. I wouldn't want that. Utah Utah would be a fun one to go to. I feel like they're, they're cool out there in the Pac-12. Yeah, but imagine playing a game at like 10 at night Eastern time. Like out here viewing. I think that – that's something that I will don't think will ever happen with an SEC team. I mean, Georgia played at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A while ago, but it happened. I can't they said it was beautiful, too. Just the desert in the background. Eh. Washington? I think Washington would be cool. Washington. Do you think Colorado? I know they played Colorado, but do you think Colorado would be fun now that Deion's there? Absolutely. He wouldn't be there by the time if you scheduled it. Yeah, if you scheduled it. If it comes around, it would. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll eventually get to face Dion when he takes over for Hugh Freeze at Auburn uh, in a couple of years. You'll get to you'll get to face uh, Dion. Imagine if Dion did take the Tech job, how crazy that would have been. Georgia Tech. Yeah, if he would have taken Georgia Tech or Auburn, I didn't want it just because of he he could get players. I mean, they were yeah. going to go, they're going to follow him. So I didn't. I mean, it's not that I'm scared of his coaching, but yeah, he can get players. So. Yeah. I was yeah. worried about him getting tech. I, I was glad he didn't take that job. So. Yeah, it would have been a uh, 
boy, it would not have been fun. That just wouldn't have been a fit in, in so many ways. Like, <laughs> you would have had the academic side of tech be like, wait, what are we doing? Yeah. We're letting these kids in. We're just letting them in. Let them, let them come yeah, in. We're just going to make new majors. We're just going to make new majors, I guess. Ooh, dog father with the dog father with maybe the best one of the whole show. Play UNLV at Reliance Stadium to get a week in Vegas. Have y'all ever seen Reliance Stadium up close? Not up close. That, but it, that place is crazy. I was there when they were building it. It is. It looks like it, it's next level stuff. Like I, it, I mean, it's right at the end of the strip too. Like it's crazy where it's at. I was shocked that it was that close. Paul, I don't. I don't know if you need to go back to Vegas, my friend. Not that in the summertime. No. Was, no. Felt like 120, I think, out there. And yeah. Your boy about passed out. That dry heat still heat. Yeah, it is. It is. It was burning from the inside. That's for sure. Yeah, we did saw you, where did you have the uh, shampoo issue? The shampoo issue was at uh, Baltimore Rivals. Oh, it was my home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Paul has issues up here. Yeah. I might have planted that. Who knows? Yeah, you were like 12 when that happened, Ben. Oh, <laughs> oh wait. Thank you for bringing this up because I'm thinking like places that uh, UGA sports people have stories and New Orleans comes to mind. I want Georgia to play Tulane. I want Tulane in the SEC. Get me to New Orleans all the time. Mm-mm. No, I can't go back there. I love New Orleans. It's fantastic. Can't go back there. Can't go back there. Uh, guys, we're going to go I'll ahead. Go anywhere, to be honest. <laughs> Not a lot of places, Ben. Not a lot of places. Your dad uh, life now. Like your New Orleans just changed, bud. Yeah. Well, mm. He told me, he's like, I don't got en- much energy for this show anymore. He's probably going to retire soon. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Guys, we appreciate you so much for joining in with us. And, and Andy Stowe, Eddie from Ackworth, and everybody in the chat. Guys, this is kind of how the show is going to go for the next couple of weeks, unless something crazy pops off, because we're just in the summer right now, waiting for summer camp to start. When's that start, Dane? I don't know. When's when summer football start, Andy? Is that August first? No, I think it's. I think it's in. I love just being massively incompetent at my job right now. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's before that. Media day is the third week of July. That's what I know. So then it's right after that, then, and right? that's kind of the, the kickoff of everything. Yeah, yeah they, um, they, I think they check into the Georgia Center the last week of July. I think that's when they start staying with us. That was very specific. Well, Andy, Andy works there. there. So. Works there. He, oh, he's well, okay. Yeah, yeah so that's some. what's great. Like we, like I got to watch camp last week with the, you know, the eight, the eighth graders. I'd sneak out and go watch them play. I mean, Kirby. Well, hell, why, why didn't we just give you the show today? And then we could all just sit on the couch. <laughs> hey, yeah. if y'all need videos, I have like because we also work in the fanning building, so I have a, I have an angle. I have an angle. So Bro, you, you, you could have just right. taken Blaine and Jed's job. Roddy's been wanting to replace Jed for a long time. Andy, I, I you got to know something. They watch us. So you're going to have somebody in like a very dark suit and sunglasses and a briefcase come up to you sometime this week. You, you need to watch it back, bud. Like, it's okay. Uh, I, like I said, I, I, I worked there. I got a, I got a name badge, you know, so I'm good. So I got, I got keys to the building. So we're you good. work there now. You work there now, Andy. Until I, don't I get fired. Yeah. Until I don't know I about next week, brother. But uh, guys, we will see you next week, next Sunday. Oh, wow. And, uh, Thank you, uh, Joe. Oh, Joe said he already misses yeah. the Georgia player, Jeff. I wish we could do it again. Man, am I that bad? Hey, Is I had an idea about the draft. What yeah, about yeah. the coaches? What about five rounds of the best coaches that's coached under Kirby? I was thinking about that earlier today. Because that could be kind of tough. Like, who would you? Who would be your first pick of any assistant coach under Kirby? Del that, McGee. Ooh. Todd Munkin. I want Del McGee. Okay. Like, you, you know what, Andy? Let's, I hey. think by the time he's up, it might be Shoe. 
I think that's what I'm, me too. Good. I'm with you. I'm with you. So I'm Pittman? okay. Pittman? Let's, let's let, next week. If nothing crazy happens, we'll run that next week. Andy, you jump on with us and we'll go, okay. we'll go four rounds. Sounds, Sounds good. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you so much for watching. If you missed any of the show, go over to where you catch your podcasts and you can listen to the show in its entirety or head over to ujsports.com. We'll have the video up and the podcast here in just a few minutes. We appreciate you so much for joining us and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much.